1: it up, that's your Tuesday on b it's the uh, 2nd of May now, 2 May, 20 and 23, with a lot to talk about, we'll have a look coming up in our coach's corner, at the new reset NFL power rankings, 1 to 32, 1 to 16 in each conference, after the long weekend of draft picks, and certainly ahead of the draft, we had the signing of Lamar Jackson, the official Rubber stamping of the Aaron Rodgers trade to the New York Jets. So 99% of the off-season movement, 95%. Let's go 99%. 99% of the off-season movement is, as they say back back on the farm buck when you were a rancher. The yes. hay is in the barn. hay is in the barn. The huh? hay is in the barn. The moves you were going to make from free agency opening on March 15th, trades, signings, uh, acquisitions, and then the, uh, the player draft where you acquire talent as well.
2: Now you cross your fingers for throughout until they get back together again because now you'll have those rookie meetings where they tell you what not to do or you can't gamble or you can't do that. Yeah, don't gamble. And then they send you off home and now you've got money in your pocket and you're starting to think, Okay, who needs a house here? Well, they, who needs a car much,
1: here? NFL teams keep them pretty close here up through July. I mean, they're there for rookie mini camps and then the team mini camps and then the OTAs and all of that. But point being, the uh, the rosters as they are are pretty much what the rosters are sure. going to be when they when training camps begin and the season begins and we can we can really look at the uh, the power rankings and how the structure has changed, if it has at all. Since we saw the Kansas City Chiefs rally to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, uh, a few months ago. So we'll dive into some NFL, Cowboys and Texans, and rehash, also the uh, the moves of the weekend. Let's start, though, with the headlines, the trending topics, things you need to know as you are up and out on a Tuesday morning. UBO Business Services brings it your way. We start with uh, the Longhorn baseball team. Horns couldn't close out a sweep at TCU yesterday. Wasn't a good day on the mound for the Longhorns from anybody. They dropped the series finale 15-7. to Now, game game didn't turn out the way the Horns wanted. They win the series, though. They did welcome back the return of Tanner Witt, who made his return after... Uh, having two starts last year, then undergoing Tommy John surgery. Uh, Started the game, pitched two-thirds of an inning through 23 pitches, allowed two hits, walked a batter, hit a batter before Heston Toll took over, and he had reached his limit. Head coach David Pierce afterwards says he might have been a little bit too gassed up. Definitely, you know, adrenaline was going, of course, and just felt like he's probably moving away from the rubber a little bit and sit up, down, and kind of running to the plate, which causes you to kind of drag your arm. But, I mean, you don't really know what you're going to get when you're in a, a situation like that. So, like I told the team going into the game in our uh, pregame meeting, it, Tanner Wood is such a great teammate that you know they were 100% behind him on this deal, and we'll continue it. We got to help him as he can potentially help us down the road likely in the back end of that bullpen as they continue to build his arm strength. Texas will not have a midweek game this week. They'll be at Kansas this weekend in Big 12 play. Texas tennis. Meanwhile, how about for the first time in program history, the top-ranked Texas men's tennis team earned the number one overall seed in the 2023 NCAA championship field that was announced yesterday. The Longhorns will host first and second round matches on Saturday and Sunday down at the Texas Tennis Center. Texas women are the eighth overall national seed. They're going to host matches on Friday and Saturday. NBA playoffs, top seed in the Western Conference. The Denver Nuggets have now taken the first Two games of their second-round series with Phoenix. Nikola Jokic dominant last night. 39 points, 16 rebounds. Nuggets win it with 97-87. Devin Booker led Phoenix with 35. Kevin Durant added 24, but those two also combined. to miss a whopping... 32 shots, including 14 from three-point range. In the East last night, surprise party in Boston. The Philadelphia 76ers playing without their injured star Joel Embiid rose up behind a huge night from James Harden and took down the Celtics in game one, 119-115. Harden matched his playoff career high with 45 points. That included a go-ahead, step-back three-pointer over Al Horford with under 10 seconds to go. Tyrese Maxey added 26. Tobias Harris finished with 18. Major League Baseball, only the Astros in action last night. Rangers and Round Rock had the night off. Astros did win. They beat San Francisco 7-3 to in the first game of that three-game series at Minute Maid Park. But concerns aplenty in the Houston clubhouse for the second straight game. A starting pitcher had to leave the game with an injury. Last night, it was right-hander Luis Garcia who's been a horse for that pitching staff. He lasted just eight pitches before signaling to team trainers that he was experiencing discomfort in his right elbow. He will undergo further evaluation today. His departure comes one day after fellow right-hander Jose Urquiti exited Sunday. Monday's win over the Phillies with a shoulder issue. He was placed on the injured list on on Monday.
0: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com.
1: Yeah, props to playoff James Harden if somebody texted. I mean, uh, oh, I, yeah. You know, we have some fun with James, but uh, he was tremendous last night. But I will also remind folks, we've seen James Harden play tremendous in games one and twos and threes of playoff series. Let's see if Harden can do that when it's Game Six. Or yeah, seven. I
2: mean, this is not a young dude. Now this is what thirty. Yeah,
1: he's 36, in thirty yeah. six. Yeah, and I'm
2: just I'm just surprised that he can create, and as I calling it create the space that he did last night against a pretty good defensive team that didn't play really good defense. They did they you know they without Embiid in there they decided they weren't going to play that kind of defense that the Celtics are used to playing, and boy, James Harden took advantage of that. Boy, he got a lot of space. He is left-handed, guys. But well, then again, you are the Celtics.
1: That's what we expect. Well, James Harden's been always been one of the more unorthodox players to try to deal with, and coming off those picks. And look, he bodies people up. He pushes off quite a bit. Well, he does have a little right-hand push. He does, and he gets and away shoulder. with it. And I know that uh, you know every player. Marcus Smart was really frustrated with it last night, oh, trying yeah. to deal with it and uh, clearing space. But you know, James is James, and uh, that's the way. But he was just on a tremendous run last night, just outstanding. And uh, when he's going. I mean, he's a great scorer. There's no doubt about it. He's going to get his buckets in a lot of ways. He also had six assists, and a lot of his assists came where he was driving to the lane and kicking it back out for a three-point shot. And, and, and the Seventy Sixers
2: defended, you know, without Embiid, they defended well, pretty Doc well. Doc Rivers last has night.
1: them playing D. There's no doubt about that. This is, you know, Doc Rivers was a good hire for them. You know, he brings that intensity, he brings that expectation, and with guys like James Harden, you just got to keep your finger on them, right. They, they have sure. Gosh, even James Harden was playing some defense last night for crying out loud. Um, you know, which I've always, all the way back to his peak in Houston, I always wonder why James Harden couldn't be an elite defender. Defense is about want to, right? Defense is sure. about effort, and there was a lot of nights where he, you know this. You know,
2: is, I it, ask you guys a question: PJ Tucker's on that team. Is he still a valuable? Ty, you think he's really a viable player to the Seventy Sixers? He's he's that kind of glue guy, and this this I mean, he doesn't sit in the corner and shoot those threes like he used to, you know, like three He didn't four take years any shots ago. last night. He That's didn't.
0: what I mean. He's generally that. I still play defense, though. So. Right. He played thirty six
1: minutes and didn't take a shot. Wow, uh, which is what, G- and he also. <laughs> Uh, Hit Jason Tatum right in the gonads Oh, did he get him? Oh, it was unintentional, I think. But he was in the lane, and and Jason Tatum was streaking down the lane in the second half. And he reeled around, and he was trying to – I think he was trying to tell his teammate to get back on defense. Oh, and and his arm inadvertently came out and got him good? This side of his fist hit him right in the – and he went down like a. Oh, did he? Oh, Sack well, of you would too. Yeah, well, any of us would. He was running full speed and ran right into oh. PJ Tucker's fist. Uh, that was not a pleasurable now, experience for Jason Tatum. If he would have been wearing a
2: jock strap, which I still have my jock at the house. Wouldn't have helped. Oh, come on now. Dude, he would have rung the bell. I mean, this was well, like a an jock an an- strap brings this is all like that an stuff. An anvil. The jock brings that stuff all into the tightness. I don't, it's those loose little what are those little shorts they wear now. Compression shorts. They don't bring it. They
1: don't ball it up in there. Like a good
2: jock. That's why I keep mine around just in case I do my guarding. Well,
1: Tucker, that was his duty for the night. But Harden was the key. And he is a glue guy, right? He's been a glue guy on any team he's been on. And the teams he's but he's on... been
2: a scorer, though, too, had not he? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's been. I mean, he's, well, sometimes. When I he's... say score, I'm talking about 12, 8, 12 points. Well,
1: when you're left
0: wide open in the corner
1: every yes. time. You can... <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can knock down a three in the corner and he can get you points for But where he didn't he take a two. shot? No. Not from anywhere. <laughs> not a field goal. Not a three. Not a free throw. But he, you know, had an impact, and that's that's what he is. They don't need him to score. James Harden scored forty five. Tyrese Maxey scored twenty six. Tobias, um, the kid Melton had seventeen off the bench, and you know Celtics probably didn't play their best game last night. But uh, I think the 76ers announced that they're going to be in this series even without Joel Embiid. Now without Embiid in the paint, they can't they can't win the series. Boston was just attacking the rim. They had no right. rim presence at all. And over the course of the series, I think I that did. will Brown show up. was all over the place. I mean, I think that'll show up over the course of the series, and I think you saw that in the three-point shooting numbers. The, 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 the Celtics didn't take a ton of threes last night. Uh, didn't feel like... I think
2: the Sixers are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA this year.
1: Yeah, they are. I mean, they're a very good shooting team. Tyrese Maxey has come in, developed into a really good no, shooter. No, pretty good, yeah. But, um, but look, if James Harden's going to play like that, they'll be in the series, but they can't win the series, I don't think, without no. Joel Embiid. but. Uh, and do they can they get him back in time? I don't think so with the knee injury. And meanwhile, Phoenix Suns in trouble because, uh, you know, if they're going to shoot like that, if Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are going to get deed up and be that inefficient shooting the basketball, uh, they're not going to have much of a chance against Denver because, uh, you know, Deion raiden has got to be stronger in the post. Nikola Jokic is just, you know, he's won two MVPs. But he really hasn't performed on this big sa- big stage. Maybe this is the year with a supporting class that includes Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray that uh, Jokic can get a chance to to play deep into the yep. playoffs here. Because uh, we know in the other game- series in the West, it's going to be LeBron against Steph Curry for one more time, right? It's Lakers and Golden State, which will be a lot of headlines. In this one, you know Phoenix has to get up off the deck when they get back to the- back to the home because. Uh, that they did not play well in the two games no. in Denver, and that is not uh, a Boston really college outplashed.
2: jock, by the way. That's a Big Ten jock. Got that jock when I was in Illinois working out as a coach. That's that's not a is Boston that the one
1: you wore on your face during COVID. Yes, oh gross.
2: Well, everybody was wearing yeah. those goofy masks. Yeah. I thought I'd come so up you with you put a jock very, strap on your head. Yeah,
0: very creative. So you you wore a jock, jock strap just to work out? No, he wore it to do the show one morning. Because remember this is back saying, when we were doing the show yes, out at Onion I Creek did, as
2: a as a Player, I wore a jock. Yes, I, I wore a jock as a coach. As a when I wore, no, not on the sideline as a coach. As a when I worked out and stuff, I wore a jock. I mean, I mean, I got some hang lows. I mean, you know, those things started <laughs> to dribble around. I actually, I much, learned in baseball. Wait a minute, I learned in baseball. Yeah, I wore that jock one time and got hit there. I did not
1: wear a collar. Her didn't.
2: Oh, oh man,
1: oh, because that, that that baseball seems to bounce right underneath. Well, there. I mean, if you saw the highlight or the low light oh. of PJ Tucker, the his fist could be akin to a baseball because oh. Jason Tatum was running full speed and he was whipping the hand around, and it was it was a lot of momentum there, fist to balls. I've not taken a lot of those blows.
2: I've taken more from being a father when the kids run and jump oh, in your lap step on you. Yeah. Oh, oh, and they made tears come. In. Why are you crying, Daddy? Why are you crying? There's tears coming out of
1: your eyes? Where kids get the right height, oh. and they just headbutt you. Like oh. they're, they're coming to give you a, some love, and they put their head right in you. Oh, oh it's the jump on the couch, oh. one that always got me. All right, let's dive into your coach's corner and get rid of the uh, ball talk. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to the other balls. Uh, it's brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart
0: guys who never make you feel stupid.
1: Yeah, there's a picture of James Harden's pregame outfit, Buck. You hot or not on that?
2: No. Not even back in the seventies. Those those jeans right there. No, those are jeans. Yes, they look like puffy pants. Those are. I think those are jeans or.
1: That's a clown suit, James. Come on, man. Isn't that velvet. Oh, it's, you can't do that. Somebody tells he? you that looks good and that's fashionable doesn't mean it's true. Hey, Coach's corner, Buck. Uh, we talked some NFL. One note on the Longhorns because last hour we talked a lot about uh, the Longhorns being the odds favorite in Vegas to win the Big Twelve plus sixteen plus one sixty. David Pollock, you know David, right? Uh, his Georgia Bulldogs have won back-to-back national championships. He does work on ESPN. He uh, has proclaimed when asked about Texas winning the Big 12, no chance. No chance, he Why says. Why that
2: guy being a hater?
1: He says on a tweet, Texas hasn't won a Big 12 championship in 14 seasons. 14, he says, with exclamation points, which is true. Texas fans can't get mad if you if you want, but I ain't betting on you to win this year. So there you go. Everybody has an opinion. You got it. The only way to break a streak is to break it. That's you know, right. The only way to win a championship is to, you know, put put uh, you know, put in the work right now to put in a great season. And you know, when we say all gas, no excuses, you know, the Longhorns don't have any significant excuses, right? They don't have a, a glaring need. And if you think that's my opinion, uh, go ask Steve Sarkeesian, who was asked last week down at the Touchdown Club of Houston. When asked, do you have any major portal needs? And Sark said, not really. We don't feel like we have a lot of needs. We, you know, of course we'll look at it as far as luxuries if we need to backwards for a defensive lineman. But we don't have a lot of needs. Right. Now the portal has closed. The 15-day window from mid-April to the end of May, that's now closed. So the the roster is kind of the roster at this point. Now in the summertime you'll add 12 new Freshmen who are going to walk in here, and then um, you know the kid from Minnesota, the portal player who's coming in. So
2: God, you got that big sucker Collins, who's just yeah. I mean, again, just, that when is the head
1: coach says we, we we like our team, that look, this, this team looks like my team. Uh, and then when asked, do you need anything in the portal? He said, we, we feel pretty good. if We don't really have any major needs. Well, okay, that would be all gas, no excuses. There are no. It's on you. It's on you. It's on this quarterback. It's on this coaching staff to guide this team. You know, from the top to the highest level of the Big 12, and what does that mean? You know, if you if you win the Big 12, as you, you saw from TCU, you run the table. You can be in the conversation for the bigger things as well, and certainly that'll be the case beyond this year because they're expanding the playoff to 12 teams. Yeah, and season. not
2: only that is there's there's teams in this conference that you shouldn't have close games with.
1: And that's that that'll be. That's what I mean. You, I mean, you should just run them the right where out they of start, the stadium. Yeah, you know, there there is a there's a, a confident feel, but you know, yeah. you know I would agree with David Pollock. You got to put it in the dirt, man. You got to. You gotta back up the the, uh, the talk. Uh, there's plenty of talent, but you gotta you gotta make it happen. Hey, Buck, the uh, the NFL side of that is the Cowboys and Texans, and are the Cowboys and Texans NFL, NFL.com has ranked their their teams one to thirty two coming out of the draft. And as we said, all the trades were done last week. I don't know that they'll. I mean, there could be another significant trade between now and the start of training camp, but you know, I don't know what that's going to be. Maybe Derrick Henry. You know, now the team's reassessed, there'll be some signings. But pretty much your roster's your roster at this point, so we can really dive in. The NFL schedule will be released on on uh, the 11th of this month, so a week out to that. But uh, here's what NFL Network says. They say after all of the dust is settled, the best team are still the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yes. Agreed. They say the second best team in the AFC is Cincinnati, the Bengals. You still think Blink Joe Burrow is and his group? I mean, they got the Joe Mixon situation. Uh, there was thought that they may try to draft a running back in this draft because Joe Mixon's had some off field issues and they got a contract with him coming up, but they did not. They're going to stick with it. Uh, they did take Chase Brown out of Syracuse or out of Illinois, I should say. You know, all I knew you like him as a running back, uh, the kid from Illinois. Uh, but uh, he's there. You still think Cincinnati's too in the AFC? I do.
2: I do. I definitely do. You got that guy at quarterback. You got those guys on the offensive line that have gotten a little bit better. They play. I don't give them enough credit for their defense. I I don't believe that's a that's a good defensive team.
1: Well, then they, you know, their their defense coordinator got some looks at a head coaching job this offseason, yeah. and he's still coming back, which is good for them. Yes, they did lose uh, Jesse Bates, their really good safety, and free agency, and a couple other guys. But yeah, I like what they did in in the draft too. By the way, to get Miles Murphy, the pass rusher, the edge, uh, the big bodied edge from Clemson, all the way down at twenty seven. They also took uh, the safety out of Syracuse, who I like a lot. Yes, I I, do. Like, I like him too. I like what Cincinnati did. So I would still put them at three, because uh, Joe Burrow is just Joe Burrow. Buffalo four in the AFC. Any issue with that?
2: Yeah, they're still, to me, they were running back away. and I know they took a tight end, a nice soft-handed tight end, but that's not going to be what's going to make the difference to them.
1: Well, look, I like what Buffalo did in that they drafted Dalton Kincaid, who's one of the, one of the best receiving tight ends to come into the draft uh, in a while. Cowboys had a real high draft grade on him, too, and he went one pick ahead of them. Buffalo traded ahead of the Cowboys to grab is, him. Is
2: Knox not enough for them as a receiver? Well,
1: Dawson Knox, but they're going to run a lot of two-tight end personnel. Okay. and uh, I think both of those guys on the field. But Kincaid is you know, much more athletic than Dawson sure. Knox. Dawson Knox is a nice target. Dalton Kincaid can be an absolute weapon uh, at the tight end position. And, and potentially, if he develops, give... You know, Josh Allen. You know his Travis Kelsey, a player like like Patrick Mahomes has in the ultimate security blanket. in Kelsey, I'm not saying Kincaid's there, but that's the comp. That's the comp. Uh, and we know how devastating that duo is in Kansas City. But they also took the Florida interior lineman Osiris Torrance in the second round, yep. trying to get more physical and uh, beef it up. Um, and they've got a young running back. And by the way, they If we say you know trades that still could be made, there is still a lot of chatter in Buffalo. That if the Cardinals, who are tanking this year, Arizona, are willing to eat enough of his contract, that they would be in on the DeAndre Hopkins conversation in Buffalo to go with Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, just to give more That's a web- difference-making That would be a difference-making move yes. in a very tight AFC. Because they the, wouldn't have to run it then. Because then the next three teams in the AFC are you know, just throwing them in a the hat. Baltimore, with the Lamar Jackson thing solved, they added Zay Flowers at wide receiver, uh, they also brought in Odell Beckham Jr. so Baltimore Jacksonville now are they ready to make the no, next step No, Jacksonville
2: is there to stay now.
1: It feels like it. Yes. They took the Oklahoma offensive tackle Anton Harrison um to to, to bolster up their offensive line and help protect uh you know Trevor Lawrence the emerging quarterback. They should I mean the big acquisition for Jacksonville was made last year Cam Cam Ridley, right? Uh, the the Calvin Ridley I should say the former Alabama receiver who was suspended mm-hmm. for gambling and the Falcons traded him and you now he'll be available to play and he's still a young player in in that emerging wide receiver core uh, there in in uh, Jacksonville with Trevor then the Jets then Miami any issue with that those kind of, I kind of put those four teams it's hard to separate Baltimore Jacksonville the Jets and Miami they're like all the Jags above Baltimore I do too just because the quarterback that's fair and they're younger. Yeah, that's fair. And the Jacksonville Jags should run away with their division because the other three teams in their division yep. you know, should be starting rookie quarterbacks or very well could be starting rookie quarterbacks if Will Levis emerges in Tennessee. C.J. Stroud is going to get the opportunity in Houston. And uh, we know that the owner has already said Anthony Richardson very well could be the day one starter in Indianapolis. Um, but so, yeah, Baltimore, Jackson, I just put them in a hat. I mean, the Jets are really good. Based on last year, and you add Aaron Rodgers, if he's engaged in, and into this thing with his former offense coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, calling a, a play. where
2: offensively. They got they got lots. Of, I know how they played on defense, but if that thing ever comes together with that defense and they stay in the top, say they stay and top And they went defense 10. in the
1: draft, right? They went Will McDonald yeah. uh, from, from Iowa State to bring another pass rusher and another edge. I think that is uh, strong. And then we know what the Dolphins are. You know, if if, if Tua stays up yep. right and healthy, they're a handful. And they've upgraded their defense with the acquisition of Jalen Ramsey and uh, last year they acquired Bradley Chubb in the trade from Denver. Uh, so you got to put Miami in that. I mean, those those teams, man, it is and the AFC is just rock'em sock'em. Now the NFC, uh, they have the Philadelphia Eagles, number one team. Sure. Number two overall in the league. And of course, you know, Howie Roseman, all hail Howie. How about the uh the the NFL Network's Peter Schrager reporting on Saturday that he was corresponding with general managers across the league that are grumbling about the amount of praise that Howie Roseman is receiving. A little jealousy. A little jealousy in the sandbox. What's going dogs. on with that?
0: We'll see if that? It looks real nice right now. We'll see if all that works out. I don't think either of those Georgia guys last year were... You know, world beaters by any means. Nicobe Dean barely played, and Jordan Davis was hurt for. Like you only half need year. two to work out. Well, they remember, like they 12. were drafted
1: onto a very veteran defense, and that's kind of. That was one of the best in the right, in football. You, you, I think the Eagles are kind of working, you know, down the road here. These guys emerge. Jalen Carter and and uh, Jordan Davis now are your replacements for Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox on your defensive line. No, yeah, Fletcher Smith, Cox isn't dead and buried yet. No, they, he's still playing, and so is Brandon Graham. Um, you know, you still got those veterans, and these are the young guys that they're going to train up and develop to be the replacements. There, they now have them uh, in, and in, in the acquisition of DeAndre Swift from Detroit, I think was a really strong move. Especially, you're going to get an engaged DeAndre Swift who's playing for a contract, and the Eagles are probably going to let him play for a contract. Say, look. Go go. We're, we'll let you be a free agent when the season's over. Go put up big numbers next to Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And, well, if um, he puts up nice numbers and they win a
2: Super Bowl, guess what they're going to do? They're going to pay him some money. If they win a Super Bowl, if they if they end up at the end of the season either playing in the Super Bowl and they win and he has a nice year, they'll pay
1: him. He's so, a young guy. He's not an old guy. Well, this says the Philly dogs are overrated. Thank you, Ty. Well, look, we'll see. But If you were forcing Jalen Carter right in to start immediately, maybe, but he's not. He doesn't have to start immediately. They got a veteran I hate team the there.
0: Eagles, man.
1: People hate the Eagles. I get it, but we're just talking talking facts here. Number two in the NFC, according to NFL.com, still the San Francisco Forty Nine. I don't know with the I've Dallas Cowboys back. at six. Well, look, I mean, you, six. Well, six in the NFL, three in the NFC. Six overall in the national flip, in the thirty two, but fair. fair.
2: Do I dare put them as number two behind the Eagles?
1: Well, they're close, but but the Niners have have I know scoreboard. What they've done Niners to them. have I scoreboard. And until the Cowboys prove they can beat the Niners in a January playoff game, then it doesn't really matter what we, you know, the. No matter who are. the quarterback is with the well, San Francisco that, 49ers. Well, right, because your quarterback hadn't gotten it done. Oh. I mean, I can say this over and over, but in the, in the two playoff games, the last two Januaries, the Cowboys had the ball within a score and a chance to go win the ball game with their quarterback late in the game, and neither time could Dak Prescott move them down the field and. Um, you know, get them, you know. Two I'm going to take ago, a
2: flyer and say if they don't get there this year, guess what? Dak Prescott's not going to be their well, quarterback. Well, two
1: years anymore. ago, he threw because an Because inter- their coach won't be there Remember, either. Remember, two years ago, they had the ball and he threw an interception and then he let the clock run out. This year, he had the ball and he threw an interception and then the clock ran out. Both times, they were within, a, you know, a touchdown wins the game, right? That's what great quarterbacks do. Uh, in a playoff game, we need to go down and get a ball in the end zone and win this football game. Um, it's not like the 49ers have blown the Cowboys out. Uh, the Cowboys have been right there in the fourth quarter of those games, and you know, last year and the year before, they just didn't weren't able to, to close the deal. The your
2: Cowboys, which are our Cowboys, because I'm a Cowboy fan too. I mean, is it possible that they're a coach away from winning, or are they just a quarterback away? I mean, is Mike McCarthy now?
0: I think it's more about the quarterback. You do? I mean, Mike McCarthy's won a Super Bowl. I know. He, I had, mean, a, he no. had a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, I, I know that, but I okay. I still think he long has the ability to get it done. Well, look, I, I think mean, so.
1: he's going to get a chance to prove it, this Mike McCarthy, because, because the owners be yeah. the, the owners and the Joneses, the Joneses, who are the owners, are giving him control. Like, they're building this team in his image. He's talking about it a lot, and they're big bodies, and they got in this draft. We'll pick up the Cowboys on the other side. How improved are they, uh, or how? Uh, what is the gap between they and Philadelphia coming out of this draft? What about the 49ers? What about the Detroit and the NFC. We'll dive back into that. And where are the Cowboys? And Mike McCarthy taking more of a, of a leadership position with this football team, I think it's safe to say. We'll talk more about that coming up. Plus, the hot or not topics for the end of the hour. It's b on the Horn. Mornings with Bucky and Aaron. b with you tuesday buck mullet open coming do you have a tip for the kids in the car line on yes, national of course teacher appreciation day national teacher no, no Teachers doubt
2: day. about it listen kids the road to life is always under construction <laughs> how about I like that? that you know Something like i-35 yeah, you know coming that? out of my neighborhood Yeah, you know who said that arnold palmer arnie's army the road through life is always under construction
1: I also think that holds to I thirty five between William Cannon and Slaughter. I think it's always, always under construction. Always, because I live in Onion Creek, and it's always soon under to, damn soon construction to be like that in Oak Hill. <laughs> so they get ready to put an overpass there. Yeah, man.
2: Really? Oh, geez. Really? Like an overpass? Like over the top of everything? That's what an overpass is. Why don't we just go underneath these things?
1: A lot of text coming in on our football conversation there in Coach's Corner. This says. Uh, this says E. You should tell David Pollock that everyone has a blank hole, and it doesn't mean you have to use it. Well, you know, he's expressing his opinion because people ask. You think the uh, this is the year for the Longhorns in the Big Twelve, and Vegas believes so. We Mm. think it's uh, they're the the favorite, but uh, they got to go do it. And David Pollock isn't buying it until he sees it. It says that is a great one, Buck. That's a good one. I like that. It is National Teachers Day. Uh, We're talking Cowboys. The rebrand of the Texans with a new coach, and uh, they hope two new faces of the program now, or the organization with a quarterback and a defensive star in Will Anderson. But uh, when we talk the Cowboys at the end of the end of the, the, the when we went to the timeout bug, um, we got this. As I still think this is a general manager issue. Dak is the guy, so we have to build around him in strengths. Well, look, I mean that is true. You, you have to know what your quarterback is. If you're going to invest in whether we agree or disagree whether Dak Prescott should be the franchise quarterback, the Cowboys believe he should be, and they've invested in it, and he is their quarterback. Yeah, so and it's they're not changing. changing. You're right. And, you know, we've gosh, we've had that debate for the last five or six years is he's the right guy coming off that great rookie year and, you know, the progress and where is he. But, I mean, look, it, it's 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 a fact that last year and the year before, the Cowboys were playing the Niners in the divisional round of the playoffs or the wild card round the first year in 2020. Two, and then this year in 2023 in the divisional round. And, you know, you're trying to, to beat the 49ers. That's who you have to beat to get to the NFC Championship game and play Philadelphia. And they lost 23-17 to 17 two years ago. And they, you know had we know they had the ball late and a chance to, to go win the game. They got off to a slow start. Niners controlled the first half, but the Cowboys came on late. But then, you know, Dak Prescott didn't deliver a drive where you needed it. Same thing happened again this year. Where Dak Prescott's interception right before the half and then his big interception at the end of the game became the difference in the game. Uh, and, you know, you, you, you're, the interception Dak threw right before the half took, took field goal off the board. Now, whether Brett Maher was going to make that field goal or not, if you remember how he was kicking the ball at that point, but you can almost count those three points. And then, you know, his interception when he tried to force the ball into. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? To CeeDee Lamb late in the game, or was it Dalton Schultz, you know, gets picked off, and the, the 49ers read it, and that really, really ended the Cowboys' hopes. You can't not put that on Dak, right? I mean, you can, you can put the, the roster on the GM and on Jerry Jones, and we've always said this all, this 25 years of mediocrity lays at the feet of the, of the owner, without a doubt, but at the same time, this current roster has been right there with the 49ers each of the last two years, and when the offense needed to drive, the quarterback didn't deliver it. I mean, that's, that, those are facts. That's not an opinion. And now how do you change that? Because he's going to be your quarterback. That becomes the question. And to to the point that this past year when Tony Pollard got hurt and you really only had C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz as weapons, the 49ers were able to suffocate that, and you really, you know, was that was that too much to ask of Dak Prescott to try to move that team down the field on the road against that defense with that array of weapons? So what have you done this offseason? Because really, isn't that really what it's about, Buck, that you're going yeah. to get to a situation come next January where – you're going to have to have a drive in the fourth quarter to go win a football game. And that's how you're going to I mean how do you get and over it the wasn't hump?
2: so much as players. I mean, he didn't make the plays. I mean, there some play.
0: plays and he made yeah, the critical some, mistakes. Yeah,
2: there are plays to be made and he didn't make the plays. I mean, how good is he really under real real pressure? Well, we know, we see Pat Mahomes that guy just makes plays after play. I mean, and yeah, it's Patrick. Patrick, I'm sorry. Yeah, His Patrick. mother wants him to be called Patrick yes. once again. Well, when well, Dak Pre-
0: when the Cowboys have play action working though, Dak Prescott, I mean, he's one if if the run is actually a threat, he's one of the best quarterbacks off the play action like statistically. That's league.
1: 100% right. And so we can when I say Mike McCarthy is taking more control, we know Mike McCarthy's going to call plays this year. And he's you know, going to call run plays to get that play action going. And they're trying to bring in big physical guys, right? They want to be tougher at the point of attack and run the ball and – um, you know, but I, I heard Rod and Hard's talking about this yesterday. I don't disagree with him. Do they have a bell cow running back? Do we yeah, know I mean, did that? Did they bring in a big physical running back? No, they didn't. And I guess they believe now Tony Pollard, who they said in the past, is not equipped to be in that role. That was the reason for you know paying Zeke Elliott and keeping them both. Well, now, you know, it, it's Tony Pollard's job. Yeah, but who now is that special player to make those plays that Pollard was like?
2: On you know quick screens and things like that, where he just took off and outran guys, made a miss.
1: Well, I, think they, Tony, if, I think they're going to give Tony Pollard a chance to be that guy.
2: Well, if they're going to wear his ass out running the ball with
1: this offense, well, Malik Davis is there. They got Ronald Jones. I mean, they've they've say say that again. Yeah, Deuce or, Vaughn was drafted in the sixth round, and he'll come in. Call. And he's a, You're right. He's a change of pace player.
2: I, I think he's going to. I think he's going to touch the ball ball a little bit more out of the backfield than people think. I think they they feel like he's he's. Well, look, rugged I, enough. I don't want to say big enough. I'm not saying he,
0: this as a joke either. But Zeke Elliott, I'm. I'm quit saying that because that's a joke. Sure, he's coming back. It's a I, joke. I, I. It started as a joke, but it's but it's, it's becoming reality. If he
1: comes back, it's it's a joke. Well, look, the uh, the Jerry Jones was asked about that over the weekend. He said ship has not sailed. We haven't made a decision. We were obviously drafted a running back and a little different style than Zeke, but that doesn't change for us. Is there a Zeke time our, machine
2: or something that he's going to be walking well, through? I mean,
1: when you say it's a joke, the reason would be is that. Zeke he has been available to everybody in the league for a month now, and no one has called. Like, he hasn't signed. What does that tell you about his... What's left in Zeke Elliott? Why would the Cowboys even want that? You know, give those carries to a Malik Davis. Give you to a Malik, uh, is that his name, Davis, kid from Florida? Malik Davis, yeah. You know, bring it, get a young running back with young legs and, and get him up in there because, you know, at Florida, Malik Davis shared the backfield with Damian Pierce, the Texans emerging running back. You no, know, he might be that guy, but it's a lot of mites. And you can say what you want about Deuce Vaughn, but I'm not going to expect a sixth-round rookie to come in and be immediately impactful. Uh, he could make some plays, but, man, if you're expecting that, I think – you know, rookies have a have a learning curve into the National Football League, um, but you know that that would be a hope. And the Cowboys need some so, some certainty uh, because we know what they're doing on defense, right? They're yes. They they f- have by good fortune, and have, they've created a good situation that Dan Quinn really likes. And Dan Quinn has turned down the opportunity to go be a head coach somewhere else on That's two right. different off seasons, so he's still there running this defense for a third year. And, you know, the pick of Mozzie Smith the other night was was an indicator. This is where we're going here, y'all. Um, you know, when they were on the board at 26, they, they were going to go, you know, interior trenches. They were going to take something in the trenches. Uh, three tackles had been taken at that point. No interior offensive linemen. Yep, they, two knew they de- had to stop the run. Two defensive tackles had been taken. Jalen Carter and Kalijah Cansey. But, you know, so there there was an argument in the Cowboys draft room, once once Dalton Kincaid, the tight end, was taken, is do we take interior offensive line? Well, think about it. There hadn't been an interior lineman taken yet. So we can take any of the interior offensive linemen. Guard center, or, you know, a guard in this spot. We could even take a tackle that we like who we can convert to guard, like Tyler Smith the year previous. Uh, but three tackles had gone, no interior player. So they had their pick of any. And then they had their pick of the, you know, what they would say the, the, the scouts were saying the third tackle. But for the Cowboys, it was their top tackle after Jalen Carter, and that was Mozzie Smith, the run stuffer, the powerhouse. Uh, so again, they're giving the a guy who can stuff the run, hold the point, to let the speed on that defense run around and make plays, and try to try to uh, you know force teams into more passing situations so the pass rush can get after him, slow the run game down. Which I get. Which which at that point you're going to, you know, Mike McCarthy wants to let his defense win games. Now that is not the current NFL, right? That's not no. the model most teams are going with. They want to score a bunch of points and, and let their defense, you know, hold up and do just enough, right? It's kind of the mindset with the teams like the Chiefs and Cincinnati, and uh, you know, they they their offense is the is the driver of what they do, and that is the norm for most teams. Now the, the Cowboys are going a different direction, and maybe more like the 49ers, where we're going to be built on lines of scrimmage, great defense. Uh, and getting the ball in playmakers' hands to make plays, but it's still going to come down to Dak Prescott. At the end of the day, it's still going to come down to Dak and his ability to move this team consistently. Yeah, and avoid and now big he mistakes doesn't and have play.
2: that. He doesn't have that security blanket. He's going to have to get used to somebody that he's going to go to. It you know. You're talking about Zeke. Uh no for Dak where's he gonna throw that ball well, Dal- when
1: yeah, Dalton Schultz yeah well yeah in the last two off seasons they've lost Amari Cooper and they've lost Dalton Schultz who were his two go to players yeah
0: I mean you're taking weapons away from I think Brandon Cooks will be that guy this year in addition to Turner okay I, I
1: mean uh, yeah that's the right word I think right but you know over the last two seasons you know his two favorite targets were Amari Cooper and then Dalton Schultz and then you know Ceedee Lamb by he had to last year emerged but but. Uh, you know, without Amari Cooper, you know, three years ago when they were in the playoffs at home in the home game with the 49ers, they lost twenty three to seventeen. And don't think teams, that was the year that yeah. they had Dalton Schultz. They had Amari Cooper. They had CD right. Lamb. They had Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. That was probably the best team. It's offensively
2: NFL teams are going to be looking to take away CD. It's not going to be so simple for him. Right, that second guy is going to have to come through, and then without. Dalton Schultz, they, well, Brandon not Cooks C.D. and Michael Lamb. Gallup
1: have to be really good. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And They've I got do to rise expect up.
2: Michael Gallup to be better now. Yeah, I mean he's got a full year well, and a he, half, he, almost he, two years of that knee.
1: Well, he better, and if he is, then okay. Brandon Cooks brings the speed element, uh, stretch the field that they haven't had, which can help. C.D. Lamb knee continues to emerge. He's sure. pushing towards that next that, that big contract he's going to get. Uh, I see that, but again, no, the I mean, the facts are you've lost some key weapons over the course, and the the most. Talented offense they had was two years ago. And now they're moving to more of a conservative based offense based on the run game, the play action, as Ty said, and then the defense. But again, the defense can play great. You still need your quarterback to move the football down the field and put the ball in the end zone and not throw big interceptions, which Dak has done in each of the two big playoff losses of the 49ers. That's what it's going to come down to. And, you know, can Mike McCarthy. Coach that out of him at some level, put him in better position so he doesn't have to try to squeeze balls into tight windows and tight situations. Because as Ty said, they're running the football, they're controlling the line of scrimmage, and you know it's all off play action or a lot of times off yeah, play but it's action. Yeah, like the Titans, after all that talk, does Derrick Henry still play for the Titans? He does. Didn't get traded. I guess he still could, but that's something to watch for the Dallas Cowboys. Unless, again, the Cowboys have done a nice job of evaluating their own players mostly. And uh, this could Malik Davis, along with Tony Pollard, the addition of Deuce Vaughn, uh, Ronald Jones. Is that enough? Running the football. Because they went defense with that first pick. They didn't go interior offensive line. Are they going to be big and physical enough up front? to push people and uh, you know handle the, the likes of San Francisco and Philadelphia. Um, you know, got, got a lot of time to work at it, but that's where they're headed with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll take your thoughts, certainly uh, thought-provoking for sure, with the Cowboys here on May 2nd. We'll hit some Hot or Not topics coming up with Ty. Also, after the top of the hour, our friend Jerry Hamilton inside Texas will jump on. He is the uh, the Longhorn Insider. What is the latest on this Ron Holland situation? He, of course, opened his recruitment. Uh, Jerry's got his ear to the rail on that situation. What led to it and where are they headed? And what's Rodney Terry going to do about it? it i'll talk some basketball and a little football with jerry hamilton inside texas after the top of the next hour it's BE on the horn oh, yeah. what's hot
0: oh, yeah. and what's not what's hot what's not is brought to you by texas orthopedics the largest independent orthopedic practice in central texas visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an
1: appointment yeah, interesting conversation surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. It's a it's a regroup, rebuilt look. It's fair to say if you if you consider Buck that the the core of the team that was built around Dak Prescott with Zeke Elliott, Dalton Schultz, Amari Cooper, those three are all gone now. You're replacing them with Ceedee Lamb, whoever else at wide receiver, and now Tony Pollard. That's a new look, but then the defense is going to become the centerpiece of what they're doing. And this is a fair question from the text line to probably wrap up the conversation and it's one that all Cowboy fans or will will have to to answer for themselves and then we'll wait and see. and one hundred percent the question he says, does defense still win championships? You know, that's that's a fair question. It, it's been the moniker in football forever, defense wins championships. You have to play good defense to win a championship. I think that's fair, but it's become more and more of an offensive league. Yes. You know, the most recent Super Bowl finished 38-35, where it was a shootout between Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. There was defense played. There were big defensive plays you made. You have to have certain defensive stops. I mean, the be- it's fair to say the best defenses in the last five championship runs were New England in 2019, when they beat the Rams 13-3. to and just, you know, Bill Belichick out, you know, just throttled Sean McVay and that offense. And then in 20, 2021, when Tom Brady and the Bucks beat the Chiefs 31-9, and the Bucks defense just choked out, you know, everything that the, oh, yeah. uh, the Chiefs wanted to do in that game with all the offensive line injuries. But, you know, it was 23-20. So, yes, you still have to play really good defense. But you, again, this goes back to Dak. I don't want to put it all on the quarterback, but... In the last, I mean, the, the the games with the 49ers the last two Januarys have been defensive battles. But in the fourth quarter, your quarterback has to be able to deliver a drive, and your quarterback leads your we offense. He's had an opportunity to do that twice, back to back years, and hasn't it hadn't happened? And that's what's going to change it in my mind. I mean, the quarterback with the right weaponry around him, and the play caller moves the ball down the field, sticks it in the end zone, wins the game. I mean, that's really what gets you over the hump. I know that sounds simple, but. It feels like the defense is there. I mean, like Tony Pollard's a really good player and Ceedee Lamb. Guys, uh,
2: there's going to be some learning curve with Mike calling the plays here over the first couple games early in the season. Hey, you had to get used to the way he calls plays.
1: Sure, and uh, he and Dak Prescott—they're well, buns, though. Remember, they've bonded. Oh. They've bonded on the back porch talking oh, geez, football, light tea. Love this. Ty, are you feeling the defense still wins championships and hot or not?
0: Yes. Definitely. Okay. There will always be a, a, a time during the playoffs where you'll need your defense to step up. But you will. To beat Pat Mahomes, you're going to need some offense. You're going to have to that score some points. Say what you yeah. want. To
1: get past the divisional rounds, one thing. To win the Super Bowl, to beat Patrick Mahomes, who's the current king of that uh, arena, because Tom Brady has retired, uh, you're going to have to put some points on the board. So, uh, real quick, Ty, are you hot or not on this? Have you ever gotten hurt walking your dog? Yes. According to a report, the number of dog walking injuries has quadrupled in the past decade. Four hundred and twenty-two thousand people have gone
0: to the emergency room after being hurt walking their dogs. How did you do it, Ty? I have two ginormous dogs. And yeah, trying to and walk they, both of them at the same time. They see a baby possum or a squirrel or anything, and it's it's they're off they're, to the they're races. dragging me. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like almost three hundred pounds of dog pulling me. Like a Look, you're, you're, we're water skiing now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My mother took a pretty bad fall. She was walking, uh, I think, back in the day. It wasn't even her dog, I don't think. But the dog, like, wrapped oh. around her and tied up her arm, and she fell and didn't have anything to hold herself. She just whacked her face. It was not good. Not good. But, yeah, the, the, up dramatically, 422,000 people. So we'll take your... Uh, Incident. Yeah, I don't walk two dogs
2: at one time. I got enough for, that's that, dangerous.
1: for that Pyrenees. That's enough for me. You got a massive dog. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's interesting to me. Um, also, a new study has found that one in four people feel stressed and overwhelmed when they have too many tabs or windows open on their browser. You get that way, Ty, on the computer if there's too many? My wife's crazy with this. She's got a million browser things open. Yeah, like, it drives me
0: crazy. That might be part of the, the issue why this computer in here lags sometimes because I have to have like 10 different th- You know, tabs open, so well. (laughs) I'm talking about the
1: ones that are open from the previous engagement. They're still
0: open, and you don't close them before you know. Colonel Cam Parker comes in here every morning. I make sure I like it's it's part of my OCD that I have to close everything out and leave it you know fresh and for him I'd do the same I mean,
1: I've got probably 14 tabs open right now here on the computer in front of me plus our text line and plus the phone line so yes but I close them all out and I, I'd like to reboot the computer every once in a while Ty what do you have for
0: us in this hot or not Tuesday morning Snoop Dogg Snoop uh, has joined a ownership group to purchase the Ottawa Senators getting into the NHL. Hockey mm. for the Snoop Man. And uh, Ryan Reynolds also has a bid in. You know, we talked about him last week owning Wrexham FC uh, and earning promotion in England in the Soccer League uh, this year, for next season.
2: Finding out that I, ownership can make some money, can you? I had to
0: ask y'all, what if, if you could have any celebrity own your favorite team, mm. who would it be? Celebrity own my team. I saw where J.J. Watt and his wife are
1: announcing an investment into Burnley FC in the Premier League. So I wouldn't mind J.J. Wouldn't mind Watt owning the Texans, but um, I don't know. I think these these players have realized, wait a second, there's good money in sports franchises. Absolutely. <laughs> See what uh, Daniel Snyder just sold his team for after what he bought it for. But yeah, J.J. Watt and his wife, Kelia, are investing in that Premier League team. The, the Burnley are on their way to the Premier League. They've been uh, le- elevated. So yeah, I know well, we'll take your thoughts on that. Also your dog walking injuries and uh who, which celebrity, a good question by Ty, would you like to
0: have owned your favorite team? I wouldn't mind Snoop Dogg. I would. And he's uh until so this year and last year he's actually called like a full period of, of of hockey on air and it was it was pretty pretty good. He's decently knowledgeable about
1: it. Snoop will be back beanie on the horn.